The primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but the thought about it. Be aware of the thoughts you are thinking. Separate them from the situation, which is always neutral. It is as it is. So I really have been thinking about how everyone around me is always so anxious. Everyone's unhappy. I hate to say this, right? And I, I don't hate it, actually. I don't hate, um, I hate to say that, of course, but I don't hate making podcast episodes about it because I'm trying to help, right? Um, I know maybe some of you guys will go like, oh, Timana, it's getting old. You're always talking about this, but it's all around me. How am I not going to talk about it? Um, this episode, I'm obviously not going to say her name, but it's dedicated to one of my friends whom... I talked to today about the topic of anxiety uh, for a really long time. We kept discussing it and it just bothers me in a, in a way that I'm, you know, empathizing with those people. Uh, it just really bothers me that so many people, um, so many people seem to have, you know, been going through tough times, multiple people, so many people that I know. Um, it's so hard to be happy these days. Everyone, everyone, we all have problems, right? We all do, but it's so weird. Barely, barely anyone I talk to tells me that they're actually happy. Everyone has something, right, to complain about. And this is exactly why I'm making this episode. Um, and specifically for my friend, to be honest. Because I felt like I had things to say as someone. And I also hate to sound like a broken record because I always say this as someone who genuinely, genuinely lost all hope in life. I always keep talking about this. Always. Not because I'm trying to get people to feel bad for me. I mean, I'm proud of myself for getting over that. Um, as someone who saw, you know, suicide as an option, as the only option at one point in their lives, a person who struggled with depression, deep depression, you know, it was bad. I struggled so much to, to get to a point where you can say that you, most of the time, most of the time, I obviously am still human and I experience human emotions. I always have to say this as a disclaimer. I am a human being. I have problems. I get sad. I cry, whatever, right? But most of the time I am in a good mood. I am, I can say happy, right? Wow, okay, Dimana, did you solve all your problems? Did you win the lottery? Are you rich? Are you are you in a really amazing, awesome relationship with a supermodel man that is super rich and that can provide for you and love you, etc.? No. No. Nothing at all. None of that, actually, right? Um, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. None of that. Um, but genuinely, maybe I've never thought I would say this ever, 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 ever. And I just feel really weird saying that, saying this. I am so grateful. My God, am I? I think I am so weird to say it out loud. I'm so grateful for all those years that I struggled with depression. I'm so grateful for, ugh, I hate how emotional I am. I really want to just turn off my emotions. Anyways. Um, I, I am grateful for all those days that I cried my, all the, all day, all those moments that I thought that there was no way out, all those moments that I thought that everyone else was going to go about their lives and build their futures and, 
and stay alive but me. I'm someone who thought that I used to look around at people and go like, you know, I, I, they're all going to live and I'm just going, I'm going to die. You know, I would know, I would feel, this is hard. I'm going to stop talking about myself right after this because it's really hard for me to, to talk about this apparently without crying. I, I was genuinely someone who thought that I don't have a place in life anymore. I was like, okay, that's it. Um, I remember thinking, wow, I mean, really? God created me to, for me to die in my 20s? I was thinking about, you know, I, I want to, you know, have a future like everyone else. I used to look at old people and envy them. I used to think, how did you get through life? I wanted to go to an old person and ask him, how did you get through life? How are you still alive? Imagine. I was in that mindset. I was in a mindset where I wasn't scared of death, period. It was, it was, um, it was a temptation. It felt like a beautiful escape. That's what death feels, felt like, feels like. Um, yeah. So I think that I'm really grateful for that experience because it, it got me to the mindset that I have now. Um, it's just so liberating. And I don't care if I have to make 10 other podcast episodes explaining how to get to that feeling. I would gladly because I really just want everyone to feel this. It is so hot in here and I'm trying to focus and I'm blowing like I'm blowing my shirt. I hope the air isn't reaching the mic. Whatever. Yeah. So what I'm going to share everything that I learned, everything that I practice with myself, um, with you guys. So maybe you can apply it to your own life. But before I say anything, why did I give the example of what I went through? Just because I really have to clear this up because I want to show you the drastic difference in the mindset. I believe, I genuinely believe that life is this, it's this, it's just way deeper than we think. It's so hot in here. I can't even focus. Oh my God. Life is way deeper than we think. Um, as people, we get really caught up in, you know, the everyday stuff. And one of those everyday stuff is our minds and how powerful they are. And they can just play with us like, like a freaking ping pong ball, just back and forth, back and forth. And because we're so clueless and we never actually engage or sit down with ourselves, we are thrown around by our own minds every single day. And we think we don't have a say in it. Like we think we really can't control it. Oh, I can't control it. I can't control it. And you just spiral in this overthinking mindset or, and suddenly you have multiple panic attacks and you don't know what to do and you're paralyzed in your bed and you want to kill yourself. Eventually, that was how it started for me. It simply started by overthinking and then it got bad to the point where it was really bad. Yeah. So what I truly realized is, is the, this, this was a huge uh, revelation for me was that I am not these thoughts. I am not my mind. I am just, I'm not whatever my mind thinks. I'm in control of my mind, right? Um, I experience my mind, but that's not all there is to me. When I get those anxious thoughts or that anxiety, even emotions, when I get those really terrible emotions that I don't want to feel, before, because I wasn't aware at all, 
of anything uh, about, you know, the, how your brain works or how to engage with your emotions, whatever. I used to genuinely be carried away by the current. Imagine like there's this humongous wave coming right at you and you just surrender to it and it drags you and you just drown in it and it takes you wherever it wants to take you. But I learned how to surf. So that wave is something that I wait for and ride because I am a surfer now, okay? I don't drown anymore. How do I surf? Sorry, that was a lame metaphor. I am not gonna give any more metaphors. <laughs> yeah, I learned that I'm not these things. I'm just the observer. So imagine yourself in a very non-schizophrenic way. I'm not trying to say that I have two personalities or voices in my head or whatever. This is just like metaphorically speaking. Imagine you have two selves, one that is thinking, the one, the thoughts, one that is thinking and one that is experiencing the thoughts. Who is the one who is listening to the thoughts? Have you ever asked yourself this? Okay, you have really bad thoughts and, and anxiety and you're feeling anxiety and oh my God, and, and that tightening in your chest and, and you feel like you're going to throw up. Okay, who is feeling that? I mean, there must be a person who is feeling that, right? So what I do as a practice, and this works like magic, I observe myself as if I am a different person, like I'm, a, I'm another person. So there's Dimana that's experiencing the anxiety and Dimana that's feeling the anxiety and Dimana that is watching her feel it. So I detach completely from those emotions. I am not those emotions. Those are just emotions that exist in this body that I am experiencing. So I'm not those emotions. Kind of like Hmm. kind of like a glass of water and you have the glass and you fill it with water obviously the glass is not the water I hope I'm making sense the glass is just glass it's it, it is filled with water there's another metaphor but it's not water right you can totally fill it with something else right this is exactly what I'm trying to say you are filled with thoughts and emotions but you're not those thoughts and emotions you're just this glass Okay, the glass metaphor is genius. Actually, that's so smart. So imagine I'm the glass. I noticed that, okay, I'm the glass. So I don't really have to listen to these thoughts. I'm just experiencing them. Okay, so I can empty this glass and fill it up with something else. That's what I, that's what I realized. So for example, let's just say, um, I'll give an example. I, for if you're someone who has social anxiety, okay? And you went out and these thoughts came in your head. Oh, everyone is judging you when you have anxiety. Like you started really having bad anxiety and your stomach starts to hurt, right? Oh my God, people laugh and you're like, they're laughing at you. Oh my God, you look like shit. What, did you, what were you thinking when you wore that shirt? Oh my God, that pimple on your face, everyone's talking about it. What the hell are those shoes? Oh my God, you smell like shit. Things like that. Once you start getting these thoughts completely and utterly act like they're not even your own act like you are visiting this body you aren't your body you're just there watching these these thoughts happen like okay yeah i mean yeah okay that's cool that's nice to know and tell yourself oh my god when you practice this you completely have zero emotions while experiencing these things like you don't feel it anymore you feel like you're watching yourself experiencing it but you're not experiencing it yourself this sounds complicated but I hope it makes sense. And other than that, try to tell yourself, so what? 
stop scaring yourself from, from, from this thing that's really giving you anxiety. Your brain literally ask yourself, so what is the worst thing that could happen? Okay, let them laugh. They're laughing at me. Okay, I'll laugh with them. Like make this, make the thing smaller in your brain. That really works. So what? What? Face it. Facing it, right? It really, really helps. Yeah, it really does. Beyond your imagination. Um, yeah, the so what mindset, that I'm that kind of like I'm sick of your social anxiety mindset really works. Um, yeah, so tell yourself, yeah, okay, they're laughing at me, whatever. I mean, they're not so attractive themselves. Look at that guy. What's that disgusting red shirt? I don't like it either. I might as well laugh at him. Sort of give yourself a counter arguments that would um, diminish the anxiety that you're feeling. And know that you're not your feelings and you're not your thoughts. You're way bigger than that. Like you are the awareness that chooses what to experience. I, I'm a firm believer that we choose what we experience. So for example, um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about a really important thing in the next segment. Yeah, so for example, um, when did I, not an example, when did I genuinely feel happiness? When I realized that, yeah, I could have all these problems, but I choose not to identify with them. I don't want to identify with my material reality. If I had this, then I'm happy. If I don't have this, then I'm not. Wow. Then my happiness is a completely, it's completely unpredictable and it's completely just not stable. Imagine your happiness depending on if someone is there or not in your life. People could leave at any moment. Your mom could leave, could pass away, right? I mean, that's just reality. Um, I learned at a very young age that you really need to depend on yourself. This is what I told my friend. Put yourself first. You love people. You love the people in your life. You love them. But you're not going to die without them. Life's not going to stop making sense without them. The meaning of your life is not a person. The meaning of your life is not a job. The meaning of your life is not a body. The meaning of your life is not, I don't know, a car. It's not. You are the most important thing that you should be the anchor, like you should be the anchor to yourself. That's all I'm saying. So this really also liberated me. I, I attached my happiness to obviously God first and second to myself. How, how much I was being nice to myself. That was the, the, the indicator of my happiness, right? How much, how much did I love myself? How much was I trying to make myself a better person? Um, you are always going to be there for yourself. You're not leaving. You're not going anywhere. When you lay down in bed at night and everyone else is asleep and you have an anxiety attack, you're the only one who experiences it. No one's right there next to you unless you're with your parents and they're really understanding parents and they're educated on these things. You're on your own, right? Um, if you're waiting for someone to do that for you, um, it's really going to be super hard and people are just going to see you eventually as... Not, I don't want to say a burden, but, but obviously we want to be people who work on themselves. Someone could come and help you, sure, right? But I'm not going to wait for someone to come and fix me. I'm not going to sit around going like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to be happy when I find someone. He's going to come and fix me. Oh my God, that's going to be a bad relationship. And you're going to really, um, that's unfair for the other person. It's not their job to fix you. It's your job to fix yourself. Um, yeah, which is why, you know, I'm glad that I got to do this much work on my mentality at a young age. 
because I'm not going to sit around waiting for someone to fix me. If I want to be in a relationship with someone, it's because I want, we are two wholes, two wholes coming together, not two halves. I'm not a half and you're not a half and you're not my other half because I'm not a half. I am a full person, a whole person. And I'm, your addition to my life is just going to add to it. It's not going to complete it, right? Yeah, so always try to make yourself whole. When you see yourself depending on other people for your happiness, you know, get back. I was going to say something in Arabic, um, in Algerian, <laughs> to be more specific. I'm brainwashed at this point. Um, sort of um, regress, regress back and create this, um, get back with yourself and like sort of, I don't want to say isolate, but try to limit your contact with other people. Stop making that a problem. Not having other people around, fix it. Get used to being by yourself. I'm saying, I'm not saying people are bad. I'm just saying stop needing them. Stop, okay? Once you stop needing them is when they come to you automatically, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk about the most important thing, the game changer in this entire situation right now, which is, you know, as cringy as it sounds, as a broken record of, as of a broken record as I sound, loving yourself, falling in love with yourself. My God, the, how my life changed. I'm always talking about this, how my life changed once I really started loving myself, how the people changed around me, how I changed as an attitude, everything, everything. My God, why are we taught these things as kids? We're not taught these things, you know, we're really not taught. We're always taught to people, please, and be nice to other people. What about me? Who, who's who's going to be nice to me? I don't owe anyone anything. I mean, I owe people respect, kindness. But what about me? We weren't taught these things. Um, and when I say loving yourself, I don't mean going shopping. I don't mean going buying clothes. I don't mean doing skincare routine. I don't mean um, painting your nails. Obviously, that's a form of self-care. When I say self-love, I mean forgiving yourself, being compassionate. If you didn't do a task that you had to do because, I don't know, you had an anxiety attack or something, being compassionate, not shitting on yourself, obviously not being lazy, but when you love yourself, you're not going to be lazy. You're going you're gonna to have this level of responsibility and, um, you know, level of responsibility to acknowledge when you go wrong, but not shit yourself, shit on yourself for it because you did one single mistake. Uh, the other day, um, and I'm not going to lie, the other day, I was really having a bad day for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember the reason, but whatever. I was having a bad day, and I remember just getting, you know, that ugh, that disgusting feeling where the anxiety starts to cripple? Like, it's coming. You feel it coming. But I've become so good, <laughs> so good at dealing with it that I recognize it before it even comes. Like, before. I know that it's coming. So, and my reaction surprised me. I was kind of really proud of myself at that moment. I, I just hugged myself, as cringy as this sounds. I hugged myself and I kissed my shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, it's so embarrassing. I was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It'll pass. For the first time, you know, in so long, it's just pure compassion, pure love. I love who I am. Even with the shitty flaws, obviously I work on them, but I love me. When I think of myself, I think of my friend. 
I think of a girl and I think of a, a girl that went through so much and she's still trying her best. I admire myself. Yeah, that's the word. I admire myself. I don't hate myself anymore. And I used to hate myself. When you want to end your life, you obviously hate who you are. You can never hurt yourself if you truly love yourself, right? So I experienced what it felt like to not even hate myself. It was worse than that. It wasn't self-hate. It was indifference. I was, it was apathy towards myself. I didn't care. I just, I barely even acknowledged that I had a self. I was just this body functioning, functioning and feeling. And it was all about what I'm feeling. It was never about who I am as a person. In, in, um, we say in Arabic, I've never truly understood what it was until now. It literally means that yourself, you owe yourself things. That's as close as I can get. You owe yourself. You owe yourself kindness. You owe yourself respect. The fact that I have this body doesn't mean it's mine and I can abuse it. That's why it fascinates me to see other people going like, it's my body. I can do whatever I want. No, it's not. No, it's not. I believe God gave us this body to respect it and to give it back just the way that we took it to give it back right back to him. Right. Um, so I don't treat myself like I, I'm my own slave anymore. Imagine reacting in a way that surprises you so much that you forget about the anxiety. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. Do you know that scene in the office where he goes like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. I'm like, wow, what is that reaction? I'm hugging myself instead of shitting on myself and saying how much I suck for feeling anxiety again. Am am I not a failure for feeling it? Dimana, aren't you, aren't you in the mood for a panic attack? Don't you want to cry a little bit? Your brain literally gets addicted to those emotions. It like wants you to react that way. It gets, your brain even gets surprised at your reaction. Like, okay, what is she doing? And then it tries to convince you to do otherwise. I was like, no, I was really compassionate. It was like I was comforting my friend. So it just became so comfortable for me to sit by myself, go out by myself, have lunch by myself. I used to do that before, but wasn't as comfortable as now. Um, wow, so amazing. Um, I would wake up every day, even if I... Even if I woke up in a bad mood, like I would be, I would feel safe because I know that my, my, the way that I think is not like before, like I would feel safe with myself. Does that make any sense? I would feel safe even if, if I woke up with anxiety because I know that I would take care of myself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it be, be bad because I love who I am. Practice self-love. Practice. It takes, oh my God, how much work it takes so much. And I'm always talking about how people just want to snap their fingers and have all their problems solved. Listen, most of your problems are going to be solved when you truly love yourself. That person who's not treating treating you with respect, you're going to stand up for yourself when you love yourself. That job that you really hate and people treat you like shit at that job, you're going to quit that job when you love yourself. When you love yourself, you're going to choose the best things for yourself. You're going to treat yourself. You're going to look better because you feel better. You're going to be more in the flow with life. Um, when you have anxiety, everything you do is super, super jumbled and super not organized and you don't do it from your heart. This morning, I was really in a good mood and I had the best workout ever. I was in the zone. I lost myself in the workout. I completely zoned out. 
I, I never experienced this until I'm truly in the moment, in the present moment. If I have anxiety, I'm not going to focus on anything wholeheartedly because obviously you know that your body's on fight or flight mode. So it's no time, no time to be in the zone. It's time to fight or flight, basically. So your body's always on high alert. Learn, learn to relax. What about the present moment? Oh my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just, my leg just bumped at the table. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what about the present moment? Is there no present moment for you? You're always worrying about the future or thinking about the past. The past is over. It is not coming back. I don't care what you did in the past. You can't undo it. Okay. Sorry. Acknowledge that. It's gone. That person who hurt you in the past. What, guess what? They hurt you. Yeah. They betrayed you. Oh my God. Let's cry. Let's cry about it. Maybe that's going to make them unbetray you or make them feel bad. Guess what? It's not. And guess what? They probably moved on to hurt someone else because they're shitty people. I agree. I'm not saying that what they did is right. They're shitty people. But they moved on. Move on as well. You owe yourself that much. Stop it. Stop. Stop dwelling on people who don't deserve that. And they're just moving on with their, your, their lives and you're thinking about them and how they hurt you. People, some people are just bad people. You got to really come to the realization of that. Not everyone, the world is not rainbows and butterflies, okay? People are going to hurt you. And people who you, that you thought were your best friends are going to turn out to be the most vile, disgusting, backstabbing cowards in the world. And you got to really accept that because life is not heaven, okay? Move on. They're shitty people. Okay, you can find better people. Search for the your new tribe, right? Yeah, you failed at this. Whatever, new experience. If you fail at something, you learn how to do it better next time and the time after that and the time after that. If you're someone who can't um, handle failure, you're never going places in life, ever. Um, you choose how to react to your failures. Learn from them and do better next time. Stop identifying with your materialistic reality. Stop. Stop it. Learn that your happiness should not depend on something tangible, like what you own or who you have in your life. Your happiness should depend... You know what? These days, I'm just happy to be alive. Sometimes I would just be so happy that I'm still here and I'm breathing and everything around me seems more vivid. I'm not anxious all the time anymore to the point where I started noticing things that I didn't notice before. I was walking in uni the other day and I was like, oh, I've never seen these windows. They're so pretty. They're literally there ever since the, my first year in medical school. I've never even looked up to look at them and notice them. I was like, oh, they're so pretty. I was like, wow, okay. Life seems more vivid because I am more present. I never got to that. You know how the feeling, how it was when we were kids and everything was so vivid. We were so engrossed in reality. We weren't thinking about shit. You can get to that feeling. If you just stop identifying with your brain, every single thought you get, you start running after it, chasing it like it, your life depends on it. You don't even like doing that. Why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep doing that? You know, you, do you like overthinking? You don't. Do you like your anxiety? You don't, but you keep doing it and you keep chasing after it. Like, Why? Why don't you just practice? I know that it could be, it, it will become a habit that's really hard to break. Why don't you try practicing just not doing that anymore? Going like shitty, sh shitty shit. <laughs> I, I really need to stop cursing. I really, I was going to say a bad word. 
just give it the middle finger and go like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this to myself. I deserve a happy, proper life. And it's going to start now. It's not going to start when I get the job. It's not going to start when I get the relationship. It's not going to stop when I get the perfect body. It's not going to stop when you get whatever. It's going to, uh, I mean, start. It's going to start now. You know, I don't care what you're going through. I mean, I do care, but I don't care how bad it is. You can choose to be happy regardless for having that experience. Trust me, it's possible. I've seen people on the internet with terminal diseases and cancer, stage four cancer, laughing and joking around it because that's a choice. How you react to things is a choice. You can choose to make it miserable and just the worst thing in the world, or you can choose to make it actually bearable. Like that guy that I really like, his name is Nick. Nick was, I forgot, and I talked about him in my really older episodes. This guy was born with a condition where he doesn't have arms and legs. And he is super famous and he wrote a book and he goes around the world giving motivational speeches. Should I say any more? Should I say any more? People go like, oh, you're so inspiring. The guy just is grateful to be alive. And he is so just a normal person and he's married and he's living life normally. Do you know why? Because he didn't sit in a corner in his room and go like, oh my God, I don't have arms and legs and people, I'm in a wheelchair and people, okay, people would feel sorry for him, but then what are the, are, is they, is the sympathy that you get from people going to grow you arms and legs? No, it's not. And that's what he knew. I love that man. And he's, it's so admirable, you know, how he just decided that he doesn't care. He was suicidal at the age of eight years old. Eight. He tried, I think eight or 12. He tried to drown himself in the bathtub. Imagine how traumatizing that is. I didn't even know what suicide was when I was eight years old. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know you could kill yourself. Imagine being that traumatized to wanting to end your life. This man is now an inspiration. That should be enough evidence for you to know that you could control how you react to things and you could not listen to your mind. In fact, you can create a new mind by practicing new thoughts. See that glass of water? Imagine the water is the bad thoughts. You could, no, not the water. Water is kind of like pure. And let's imagine a glass of Pepsi because I think Pepsi is poison. A glass of Pepsi. All, all, you, all the time, it's just there. What if you can put it down the drain, you know, put it down the drain and wash the glass and just fill it with water? You can fill it with water. Trust me, you can. But you just, you're obsessed with the Pepsi. You're like, oh, I am addicted to Pepsi. I can't do it. Okay, just stay then. Keep drinking Pepsi for the rest of your life and die. Die because your body's dehydrated, right? Um, that's all I'm, I have to say about that. It's all... Just as I said in my last episode, not last episode, previous episodes, really everything is a choice. I wake up every day. Listen, I'll tell you, I'm away from my family. I do have my own personal problems beyond your imagination, actually. I think if I told, if people knew what I actually experienced, they're really not going to believe that I experienced all that. And I just am so grateful to be alive. We all have problems. We all struggle, but I don't want to be defined by my struggles because I am not those struggles. I'm just the person who is overcoming them. They don't define me. I wake up every day and I'm so happy to be alive. So happy. I don't care what I have to go through. I, I can go through it. You know, um, this whole experience 
It's just crazy. Also, us as human beings, I just feel like we forget the fact that we're mortal and we're going to die one day. And this whole entire life experience, I don't care what your belief system is. I don't care what your religion is. It's just temporary. Like we're not here forever, but I just feel like we're acting like we're here forever. Like we all act oblivious to the fact that we're going to just disappear one day. No one's going to remember what car you drove. No one's going to remember your outfit. No one's going to remember that awkward joke that you said and no one laughed about and you felt so cringy and you couldn't sleep all night thing. No one cares. Nobody. But we, for some reason, make it feel so significant, right? It's just insane to me. Um, Live your life the way that you want to live it. Please. I got goosebumps. Was that, was that like wise? I don't know. I kind of got goosebumps. I'm kind of, that was weird. Anyways, live your life the way that you want to live it because it's too short. It could be taken away from you in any second. It's so precious, too precious to be sad for more than one day or an hour. Unless you really have depression and you need to see a psychiatrist, that's something else. But actually, even if you have depression, you can choose to fight that depression because I did have depression and I, I thought I would never get over it. And I got over it. Okay, so it's possible. And, and honestly, as someone who faced almost, ex- who almost experienced flat out death, nothing scares me anymore. I feel like, you know, what else could it, what else could happen? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I think this is when I got to this mindset after I really, it, things got really bad and I almost lost myself. Now I just think, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen to me? I don't think it's as, as bad as losing my life, right? Um, Yeah, so it's just that precious. These days I wake up and I look at my cup of coffee like it's the most precious thing in the world. Like so grateful that I have this. So grateful that I can breathe. I was looking at my fingers today and I was like, wow, imagine them being chopped off. Imagine people who can't use their hands. That that must be really hard. So I say, oh, thank you, God, for me having working hands. Imagine like these little things that really we don't pay attention about and they're just really blessings. Work on yourself, okay? Work on yourself and remember that your time here is limited. Your life is too precious and too short for you to live it in a way dictated by someone else or or controlled by how someone else perceives it. It's too short. Get that idea in your head. It could be taken away any second. You don't know. You don't know for sure. Live in a way that pleases God as much as you can. And pleases your own standards. We have this little voice inside. I believe it's just intuition that knows what what you really want to do, what you really love, what you're passionate about. And just don't ignore that voice and go after it. Go after it and listen to what it tells you because it's always right. That little voice that you sometimes decide to ignore when it tells you things, listen to it. Yeah. And listen, don't make life harder than it has, harder than it already is. Okay. Um, I'm not a, I'm a realistic person. I know that life is hard and it's challenging, but you can still live a happy life as you are struggling, as you have challenges, as you have problems that you didn't solve yet, because, because you're not dead. You're trying, right? That's all that matters. Um, 
appreciate your life, appreciate the people that you have in your life. If you love someone, go tell them that you love them. You could lose them any second. You never know. If Go tell your mom you love her. Go hang out. Go hang out with your family. Go out. You know, that, that thing that you really want to buy, but you don't want to buy it because, because you're, I don't know, you feel like you don't deserve it, go buy it. That person that you really want to talk to, but you're scared because you have anxiety and you think that you can't, you're going to jumble your words and embarrass yourself, go talk to them. If they're going to judge you, they're not meant to be in your life. Just live, live your life, live it. Don't regret, you're going to regret it. I Listen. You never regret the things that you don't do, uh, that you do. You never regret the things that you did. You regret the things that you never did, that you wanted to do but never did because you were scared. I would rather fail a hundred gazillion times because I tried than haven't failed but I haven't even tried. That's much worse. Much worse. I really hope this sinks in deeply. Stop wasting your life because of feelings, emotions, anxiety that you can actually detach from you can be in total control of your glass dump that pepsi down the freaking drain right now and fill it with rose water fill it with sparkling bougie water with a slice of lemon and a and a little bit of mint yeah because you deserve that you deserve a happy life i love you so much i truly hope You got at least one thing from this episode. Anything, anything. I'll be happy. And you're not your thoughts. And you're not what happens to you. You're not your experiences. You're not your depression. You're not your anxiety. You're not what you did in the past. You're not your mistakes. You're not what people say about you. You're just you. Okay? You're you. You're independent of all those things. You're the soul having this human experience. So you're an eternal being, you know, when we're speaking from the soul, uh, you know, perspective. Yeah. Love yourself enough to live a happy, proper life because you deserve it. And I think you deserve it. And I love you if you listened all the way here so much. Um, let me know if you like this episode. Um, and... I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. Even, you know, I love my small audience. They always make my day. I love you guys so freaking much. And I really hope that you know that you deserve to be happy and you can be happy right now. Because everything is a choice.